0: Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed Knight. I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about the LVR restrictions, the loan to value ratio restrictions. Now, there was a very exciting announcement that came out early last week uh, that said that the Reserve Bank is doing consultation currently about removing the loan-to-value ratio restrictions. Now that consultation period is about seven days and look, it's definitely going to go through because the Reserve Bank's made up its mind and that consultation is only with the commercial the commercial banks anyway. Uh, so the letter has have been sent out and what it's suggesting is that all of the loan-to-ratio restrictions will be removed for a period of about a year. Now let's just quickly recap what these loan-to-value restrictions restrictions are and what they mean. And essentially, they put a limit on the bank's ability to lend high LVR loans. That means high uh, low deposit loans is another way of saying it. So where there's a lot of lending and less equity. Now, what that actually means in practice is that most investors, 95% of investors, uh, need to have a 30% deposit if purchasing an existing property, and there is no LVR restriction on new property, but generally speaking, it's a 20% deposit needed for a brand new property at the moment. So 30% for, for existing, uh, 20% for new. Now the other big important factor this has is it also would mean that if the loan to value restrictions are lifted, it puts a limit on how much you can lend against your own property. So at the moment, you can borrow up to 70% of the value of an existing rental property you've got in your portfolio. So Andrew, what do you think about this and what impact is it going to have for investors?
1: So it's uh, really interesting because this is going to give people so much more purchasing power as their deposit increases. And so I was just playing around with some numbers and it might not seem like a major increase. So say the banks went from say 80% and they allowed you to go to 90% on your own house. So what that means is if you're buying your own owner-occupied property, you could do it with a 10% deposit rather than 20%. But for investors who are looking at leveraging against that debt equity in their house and taking out their usable equity, then let's say someone with a 500k house who's got 200k debt at the moment, they've got 200k usable equity. And again, to to work that out, you go 500 times 80% is 400,000. That's the bank value minus the existing debt is 200, gives you 200 usable equity. Now, that would go up, the bank value would go up to 450 being 90% of 500. uh, And then minus the 200 again, that increases it to 250. So, okay, that's, that's an extra 50 grand worth of deposit. But now, if you're buying, if you're converting that into purchasing power, under the current rules of 70% lending for an investment property, an existing rental property, that gives you purchasing power of 833,000. Now, if we apply that at 80%, that increases it to 1.25 million, which is massive. So all of a sudden, someone could buy maybe two or three rental properties rather than just the one. So that gives people so much more purchasing power against their usable equity in their own house. And then if they've got an existing portfolio where they've been limited to 70% borrowing on the investment property, that increases their, per- their usable equity in that property and again, allows them to re- repeat that process much faster. So it's pretty exciting news.
0: Exactly. And the big thing there is it's, you know, there really are kind of two bites of the cherry the ability to borrow more. So, the fact that, first of all, your deposit goes further. So, if you've got a 100K deposit, it now automatically buys more property. Is really exciting, especially if you're an existing uh, investing in existing properties. The second part is that you've got a bigger deposit, so not only but does it go further, but you've got more of a deposit because you can borrow more against your existing portfolio. Now, the big thing to remember as well is that with the loan to value uh, ratio restrictions being removed, it leads uh, it leaves a lot of these decisions up to the bank to decide how much they're actually going to lend. So that means that conceivably uh, you could purchase. In, uh existing investment properties with only a 10% deposit because it wouldn't go against the loan to value ratio restrictions. Now, are we actually going to see that in practice? Well, it's going to come up to bank lending policy. And that is the bigger big unknown in this. My feeling is that we are going to see some conservatism within the banks in terms of what they're going to lend because these loan to value ratio uh, restrictions, the easing of them is only for a limited period. So because the Reserve Bank's only come out and said, well we're going to ease them for 12 months, Uh, I think that the banks are going to be somewhat conservative knowing that they're going to have to convert their book back potentially. Now, whether or not that actually happens and actually uh, a 12-month time limit is put on the, the easing of these restrictions and then actually that limit will just be removed in 12 months, that's conceivable. But I think the banks are going to prepare for the situation where they've got to move their book back to being more conservative under the current LVR restrictions. So I wouldn't be surprised if there still was some conservatism from the banks. But Andrew, you're actually a mortgage broker, you've got a background in the banks. How do you think the banks are going to going to behave uh, under, under this kind of scenario?
1: So there'll be a lot of pr- pressure from the government to actually be a bit softer on lending applications and get some money out there, that's what the government wants to happen. And um, and whether or not this is a year or longer will depend on whether or not we have an election this year or next year. In my prediction, uh, because the government will want there to be strength in the market when people are voting. Uh, that's just a simple fact because they want them to they want voters to feel positive about the current government and and the economic uh, climate. Um, one thing that I would say, just because potentially this might be a 12-month window or maybe less, maybe more. When the announcement comes out, I would go to a broker and get set up. Get yourself set up as a with, a with a deposit facility. Get a revolving credit for your entire usable equity and have it sitting there. Even if you're not going to invest this year, make sure you've got the ability to have that revolving credit in place for when you do want it because that gives you complete freedom. If you've got a revolving credit it's much less likely that the bank's going to take it away rather than going to apply later on and have them change the rules again. So if you've got that facility in place, then you're probably in a stronger position later on down the track, even if they do change those rules back, because once the loan's in place, they tend not to review those quite the same.
0: And I think the other thing, just to remember as well, is what what impact would this have on the property market? Now, remember, I wrote an article a couple of weeks ago, just as we we're going into the lockdown, talking about well, what would happen if there was an easing of the LVR restriction? So it's good that we got one prediction at least right. Um, and I was writing about what would happen if the exi- the LVR for existing properties was eased from thirty percent down to twenty five percent. So we're now talking about a situation where it's eased even further than that. And I was walking through a situation where an investor who could only previously purchase a, an existing property worth about 280000 could all of a sudden purchase worth 450000 and could access uh, about 58% more lending in order to purchase a property because of that 5% difference. Now, if we re- re-ran those numbers, we'd see that uh, they would actually be able to purchase much more than that. So small changes in the loan to value ratio restrictions have massive impacts to what people can borrow. Now, remember, the big question we had, uh, when we released that article as well, we had some listeners saying, well, why does that change anything? Just because people have more access to lending, that doesn't change the value of, the, you know, the fundamental value of a property. And uh, our, our answer to that is the properties really don't have a fundamental value because uh, they've got, the majority of the market is made up of private owner occupiers who are buying on a motion as opposed to what the numbers actually say. So if you go out and give everybody more lending, then we're going to have a more competitive market because more investors can get into the market, more owner-occupiers are going to be able to get into the market as well. And that's going to really add some heat in there and we'd expect to see some price inflation because of this. Anything else to add before we wrap My up, Andrew?
1: final thing I want to say. Yeah. Just one last thing. I would expect that the government will also push the uh, the borrowing ability out on a new property because they still want to add new properties into the market. We've got a housing crisis. We need more properties. And so they may very well increase the borrowing ability on a, on a brand-new property to, say, 90% or 95% to an owner-occupier, which it was in the past. So um, you can expect some, to see some change in that space as well, which is really exciting because you might be able to buy an investment property with as little as $50,000 deposit going forward.
0: Fantastic. Well, let's wrap it up there. But just before I do, I also want to read out a review that we've had on iTunes about the podcast. We used to read these out, and I've just remembered that it's probably a good time to uh, read some more out. And actually, there are some great ones. I want to read you this, Andrew. Uh, this person's uh, it's a five-star review with the title, Really Entertaining and Informative. And it says, I always love the intro and outro. Andrew, one of the hosts, seems like he calls in, and when he's supposed to say his names, there's a slight delay. Ed carries on then Andrew comes in always (laughs) a (laughs) laugh. It's like a daily dose of... That's normally because I'm sipping my wine. (laughs) Then they've gone on to say, it's like a daily dose of multivitamins. Uh, We'll be a listener for life. (laughs) I usually can't be bothered doing reviews, but they deserve it. Uh, And that's from uh, Cole... Am cool, I think is how you say that username. Hey, we really appreciate that. I got a great laugh when I read that, um, and and thank you for for saying that. Uh, you'll be a listener for life. We really do appreciate it. Now, uh, please do rate, review, and subscribe. If you leave a review on iTunes, we will read it out on the on the show, so uh, you can get have a little laugh as we read yours out. Um, and of course, if you uh, want to learn more about property, we are holding a webinar this. Tuesday at 7pm and we're talking about how to grow your property portfolio from two to five properties. And the one thing I'll just say while we're on the topic is one of the best things about these webinars is that all the people who listen to the podcast... Get on, and we start chatting back and forth, and it's really good to have that kind of interaction with uh, anybody who's listening to the show. Because usually we're talking into our microphones, and we don't get to talk to you guys. So we really do appreciate it when you come on, and we get to uh, actually have a chat. Now I'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes. So tap or swipe over that cover art; it'll take you right there. Or you can also just head to our website opuspartners.co.nz and sign up for that. <music> Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrew McKnight. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most
1: out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.